Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Stay cool this summer with AC Pro and O'Reilly Auto Parts. Right now, get a $15 O'Reilly Auto Parts gift card after mail-in rebate with the purchase of select AC Pro ready-to-use refrigerant products that include a hose and gauge. Beat the heat before you hit the road with AC Pro at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to Gamecock Central Radio Basketball Report today. Emerson Phillips with Gamecock Central staff writer Colin Taylor. The Gamecocks will play their final regular season home game tonight at the Colonial Life Arena. It's senior night for South Carolina versus LSU. And Colin, the Gamecocks fell to Mississippi State in overtime on Saturday. The Gamecocks had an 11-point second-half lead. Hassani Gravitt hit the late three at the horn to put the Gamecocks into overtime. And it was a very exciting ball game, a wild ball game, but one that Mississippi State won in OT in the last minute or so of overtime. Colin, 72-68, Mississippi State wins it. The Bulldogs improved to 21-8 and 9-7. And now, Colin, we feel like the Gamecocks' fate is pretty much sealed at this point. Carolina is 15-14 and 6-10 and and in the league, and it looks like Carolina is going to have to win the SEC tournament to get into March Madness. Yeah, and that's kind of the way it was. it's been shaping up for a while. There had been some hope once they rattled off a few big wins against you know, Florida and Kentucky in the middle of the year and play Tennessee and Texas Tech close that, you know, this team could go on a stretch run and get an at-large bid. But uh, right now with the way things are shaken up and they're just above 500 right now, um, it's it's tough sledding. Um, and the SEC is really no joke this year in terms of the talent they got top to bottom. So, I mean, even going into the conference tournament, it's going to be really, really hard to rattle off four or five wins in four or five days uh, to win the whole thing. Hassani Gravitt had a career-high 19 points. He made eight field goals, also a career-high, and he played 41 minutes, also a career-high. So Gravitt had the best game of his Gamecock career, but it was not enough for South Carolina. Chris Silva, seventh double-double of the season, 12th of his career, 11 points, 12 rebounds. And Felipe Hase played well off the bench, 26 minutes for Hase, 11 points and six rebounds. But Mississippi State won it late in overtime, and the Bulldogs are now 18-1 at home this year. And Mississippi State, with 21 wins, looking like they could be in position to make the NCAA tournament this year. As recently as a week ago, they were not projected to make the field of 68 but they may well play their way in before it's all said and done. So, Colin, that sets the table for South Carolina and LSU. Senior night for the Gamecocks, 6.30 tip Wednesday night at the CLA. It'll be on the SEC Network. LSU 16-12 and 12 and 7-9 and nine in the league. So they're kind of in a similar situation to the Gamecocks right now, Colin. They've lost six straight road games in conference play, and LSU has gotten caught up in this FBI probe the report put out last week by Yahoo Sports, two LSU players allegedly receiving payments or loans from the sports agency in question ASM. So LSU's got a bit of a dark cloud hanging over its program right now, similar to the Gamecocks in some ways. Yeah, and, you know, it seems like no matter, you know, a new school gets named in this report, you know, in this reporting every other day. So, you know, 
South Carolina has been one that's been mentioned. Um, Chuck Martin has been mentioned, the assistant at South Carolina now from his time in Indiana. Uh, P.J. Dozier's name has obviously been one floated around as receiving, I think, close to $6,000, a little bit over from this agency. So right now, you know, a lot of people are in wait-and-see mode with all this and seeing what's true and what's not and kind of, you know, trying to sift through all these details to see you know, kind of about the heart of the problem and if the head coaches of these, these programs knew what was going on. Colin, we're all kind of in a wait-and-see approach with this FBI probe and the information that's been leaked out. The probe is still ongoing, so there figures to be a lot more information to come out, uh, you know, more scandal perhaps involving college basketball. So the Gamecocks and LSU, two of, you know, 20 or more programs that have been mentioned already as having some sort of connection to this investigation and, it could get worse before it gets better. And, I mean, you've already seen it take down uh, Rick Pitino at Louisville. Uh, Sean Miller at Arizona is on the ropes. And, you know, a lot of guys are, are starting to get questioned about it, um, like Michigan State and, you know, Miles Bridges who got caught up in it recently. And um, there, this, this is just the beginning, I think, of what could be one of the biggest scandals in uh, college sports history. Um, and I think that right now we're still just on the precipice of kind of what all's known and um, what's going to happen over the coming months. Colin, to make matters worse for LSU, Will Wade has come under scrutiny recently. His recruiting tactics uh, under scrutiny for the last six months or so, and a lot of it stems back to his time as an assistant coach at Virginia Commonwealth. He was at VCU before coming to LSU. So uh, not just Tim Quarterman and Jarrell Martin, the LSU players linked to the investigation of ASM and college basketball by the FBI, but Will Wade coming under scrutiny as well. So the problem is really twofold for the Tigers. Yeah, and, and Wade's actually the, the head coach, and he was the assistant at VCU for a while under Smart, I want to say, and took over the Rams program when Shaka Smart left to go to Texas. So it's a lot of, you know, a lot of coaches that you, I guess, wouldn't expect. Um, not really these high-profile coaches, I guess you would think of in terms of the Roy Williamses and Mike Krzyzewski's of the world. Not saying that they're involved, but you know, you would think that these more high-profile schools um, would get caught in it. But um, it, I guess with with Will Wade and all those guys getting wrapped up in it, whether it's all true or not, is still kind of up in the air. But um, you know, allegedly getting caught up in all this, it shows that it's it's a bigger problem than um, just a few small schools at the top. Uh, it's kind of a, a wide-ranging thing across the entire landscape of college basketball. Emerson Phillips with Colin Taylor. Basketball report today here on Gamecock Central Radio, South Carolina and LSU set for a 6.30 tip on Wednesday night. It'll be on the SEC Network. And it is senior night, Colin. So Frank Booker, uh, the transfer who has just been huge for the Gamecocks this year. Wesley Myers has had some big games this season, you know, kind of newcomers to the program, but they will be recognized by the program and by the fans tonight at the Colonial Life Arena. So a chance for fans to wish them well. Yeah, and, you know, Frank Booker's come out and said that uh, he wasn't recruited, or he was recruited a little bit by South Carolina coming out of Augusta, Georgia, but said it at the time, um, just it wasn't right. The South Carolina was already so, you know, freshman heavy, he wouldn't have gotten a fair shake and wouldn't have been right for him. Uh, but so he's a guy that says that he would – he's humbled and blessed to be able to kind of finish his career at South Carolina and West Myers is the same thing about coming in here and, you know, getting to play for an amazing program his last year um, in college basketball. And I'll also honor uh, Tamarcus Blanton who um, started in South Carolina and had the hip injury that uh, derailed his entire career um, and is,
who's now a student assistant on the team, uh, kind of finding his own way, had a hip replacement in December. And um, he's, he's just a, a great guy, a great you know person. And, um, you know, Frank Martin said that he's a winner uh, just in terms of life. And he's a guy that deserves every kind of praise you, you could heap on him because he's just um, a great person and a great guy to get to get to cover over his, you know, four years or so at South Carolina. Yeah, where would the Gamecocks be without Frank Booker this year? It's been a tough year for South Carolina, but it would have been a lot tougher without uh, Frank Booker, the Augusta, Georgia product who is in his third college stop. He played at Oklahoma and FAU and now wrapping up his college career as a graduate transfer at South Carolina. So we're ready for South Carolina and LSU. Colin, it's real simple at this point. After tonight, we've got uh, the last game of the regular season. Carolina will play at Auburn. And Auburn has kind of fallen on hard times since losing to the Gamecocks last weekend. So Auburn has now fallen into a tie for first place. They had a two-game lead over Tennessee, and now Tennessee has caught Auburn. Those two are tied in the SEC standings here in the final week of the regular season. Yeah, and, you know, Auburn's a team with talent. And, um, you know, this is a huge week, I guess, for for South Carolina in terms of building momentum uh, toward any kind of potential postseason play, whether that's – NIT or whatever that might be, building momentum there and then building momentum in the next year with um, the, pretty much everyone returning uh, in terms of the guys that have played significant minutes this year. So um, th- this week is huge just in terms of all that and kind of ending the, the season on a high note. Um, so that's kind of the, the big thing there is making sure that you finish strong. And They've played good basketball lately um, for the most part. So kind of continuing that and making sure that um, – Everything kind of stays the same, and you stay injury-free heading into the offseason. Yeah, Gamecocks played well in a close road loss at Tennessee a couple of weeks ago, and then you know Mississippi State was 17-1 and at home, and the Gamecocks uh, had a lead on them in the second half, got that game at overtime, but just could not find a way to win it. So it's kind of typical the way the year has gone for the Gamecocks, but they are playing better of late, and it's real simple at this point, Colin. If the Gamecocks lose another one, you know, I think they're looking at the NIT at best. So you got to go out and win from here on out. It's very simple at this point. Yeah, and you're you're shooting. You have to be 500 or better to get into the NIT, and that's right. a, a huge thing. And you're only one game up right now on it. So you know, if you factor in a potential loss in the SEC tournament, that's two losses. And you know, if you really have no room for error, essentially. So you know, if you lose uh, one game in the regular season, you got to win a few in the SEC tournament to make up for it. Um, so this team's really focused on kind of closing strong and making sure they're they're not they don't have a losing record um, heading into the postseason. So they can try to get some out of time for for those the freshmen to kind of continue to get their feet under them a little bit. Gamecocks at 15 and 14 overall, six and 10 in the league. Two games left in SEC play, and right now the Gamecocks are in 12th place in the Southeastern Conference standings, ahead of only. Ole Miss, and Vanderbilt. Colin Taylor, thanks for the report today. We'll do it again soon. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. That's Colin Taylor, our staff writer with Gamecock Central. I'm Emerson Phillips, and we'll come back with more Gamecock basketball talk here on GCR. Thanks for being with us. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. 
To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.